This is not something specific, okay? This is not about how often you clean out your refrigerator because you know what? Jesus was perfectly righteous, okay? You do not need to earn your salvation, okay? We're not talking about that. And if you're, if there is some reason, if you're, if you're listening and you're like, but, 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 I'm a single mom and I can't do that or I don't have the ability or I don't have the time or I need help. Great. Okay. That's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about if you have the ability to do this and you want to, you know, here's, here's ways you can meditate and devote this time to God. You're listening to This Life We Live in the Body, a podcast about the gospel and weight loss. We talk about things that the gospel teaches us about weight loss, but also things that weight loss and our weight loss journey teaches us about the gospel. I'm Becky Watson, and I'm here in person with my sister, Katie Morgan. How are you today, Katie? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really good. We are sadly missing our sister, Sarah. She is taking the uh, weekend off, which we're glad to allow her to do because we are very busy this summer for some reason halfway through the summer and we still haven't taken a break <laughs> somehow <laughs> somehow the, like having no school has made us more busy i don't know i think <laughs> owen's having a good summer <laughs> yeah the kids are having a great yeah, summer they're having a good summer My- <laughs> <laughs> you know there's that thing going around like hot girl summer we're having busy mom summer <laughs> yeah we are. there we are so i hope sarah enjoys her weekend off and that she gets some good rest by not having our podcast today yes. let's start it with some stats I am 35 years old still. I am 5'5 five, five, still. And I am still 219. <laughs> so it was sort of a two steps forward, one step back. Sure. In that I was 218.5 last week, and then this week I'm 219. But, you know, every time I get stuck in a plateau like this, I remind myself, hey, I used to be stuck in a higher plateau. Yeah, absolutely. And I need to continue to remind myself that any progress is progress. And that even staying at a new low is progress. And it's okay mm-hmm. that I'm not losing it quickly or as quickly as someone else. Yeah. Right? Is yes. that right? Yes, that is true. That's <laughs> definitely true, Becky. And maintaining is good. Yeah. You're not going up. Your your body's getting used to the caloric intake yes. that you're at right now. And then it's going to realize, oh, I don't need this extra pound. And then it'll drop off. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm 33 uh, I am five foot six and a half. Okay, I saw a picture of us next to each other. You are <laughs> taller than me. I know, I know, I know. I, I, am. I am so sorry <laughs> that I've been like fighting that. Are you sure you're not more than a half inch taller than me? I have no idea. We I just, should, we should really we should actually, <laughs> measure. We should actually measure. Um, and I was one thirty one today, which is a little bit higher than what I've been running. Um, excuse, excuse, excuse. Uh, I'm not worried about it, though. Yeah, you were on a vacation this past week. I was on a vacation this past week, yeah. Well, technically, it was a business trip. (laughs) Not your business trip. No, not my business trip. But uh, my husband, Joel, had a business trip on Mackinac Island, and I begrudgingly said I would go with him. It was so sacrifice. You are the Proverbs 31 woman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just you wait and find out. Uh, No, it was great. Uh, We had... It was really fun. It was a really fun time to be with him and away from kids and uh, eat lots of ice cream. You know, with this busy summer, I really have been traveling more than I usually do. And, you know, you you don't have as much control over your food choices, but also your sleep and schedule changes. So off. So So in that, so I do think that um, some of the plateaus I've been experiencing are a little bit like, um, like, 
uh, artificial in that if I were at home living my everyday routine, it would just be water weight that gets like shuffled off. But because I keep having events where I'm like up really late or, you know, whatever. So I I guess it's, you know, we, we talk a lot about like being honest with yourself and not giving excuses, but part of this is applying grace to yourself. Oh, for sure. And like certain things that are sin, you should repent of and turn around and do the right thing. And sometimes when the scale shows a number that's higher than you want, it is sin that you need to confront. But sometimes it's, you know what it is, you know mm-hmm. why the, the number's up. It's not sin. It's some, you know, it's in this is where the gospel is so wonderful and clarifying because if it's not against God's law, you don't have to feel guilty about it. You just have to say, okay, I'm not worried about it. I'm going to move on. Because it's not that you want to constantly excuse yourself, but you do want to own, you want to be like dealing with the heart issues and the actual sin, not the results, right? That's part of the gospel. You need to work from the inside out, not the outside in. I think it's it's the sort of same God thing. And as I'm, well, I'm on the subject. Let me just remind you of the gospel. <laughs> Let me just keep going. <laughs> this morning I taught in Sunday school um, the story of Noah's Ark. And at the end of the story, I asked the question to the kids, why did God choose to save Noah and his family and all the animals? And one little boy said, because they were good. Was it Owen? No, it wasn't your son. Mm. It was a different person. And I thought, you know, he really was a good listener because the Bible does say that Noah yeah. was a righteous man. Yeah, he was. But the truth is that it wasn't, Noah wasn't righteous of himself. God gave him the grace to mm-hmm. be righteous. And like, if we're going to go a step further, those animals weren't righteous, right? We know um, from the rest of the Bible being very clear about it that everyone is uh, a sinner. We all have lost it all. Mm-hmm. And so God saved Noah and his family and the animals, not because of what they had done, but because of who he is, yes. that he loved them and he chose them and he chose to save them even though he didn't have to. In the same way, God loved and chose us and saved us, not because we are so good, but because he's so good. And so when we are able to actually take that, uh, take God's salvation, the blood of Jesus, and live out righteousness, it's just like, I remember walking on the treadmill and just kind of crying because like, you chose me Mm. to be like Jesus and have spiritual fruit. I mean, it's not anything I did. You you gave that to me. And that's the gospel right there. It's just recognizing this beautiful truth that... Even though we lost it all, Jesus did it all. He took all of our punishment and all the righteousness so that we can get it all, that we get every spiritual blessing in Christ. And he will change us from the inside out. So that's the gospel. And it applies to all parts of our lives. And I mean all parts, right? We talked about, we've been talking a lot about our relationship to food, our relation, our self-image, how we exercise, how we treat our bodies, how we present our bodies. We have been talking about this, you and I, and we have the wild and crazy topic today. I'm so excited. (laughs) You might remember, listeners might remember a TV show that was called Extreme Makeover, and they would take someone who was like a caterpillar, and they would give them like plastic surgery and like put them on a diet Mm -hmm. regimen and get them new clothes Mm -hmm. and do new hair, Mm -hmm. and at the end, they would be like a totally different person. Yeah, and their family wouldn't recognize them. Yeah. Very problematic in retrospect. <laughs> <laughs> like, why? Like, you shouldn't be unrecognizable to your family. 
to your family. You shouldn't need plastic surgery to be okay with yourself. Okay. So I think they realized that because in a couple years after that, they came up with a new show. Do you remember this? Stream Makeover Home Edition. And they would take a house and they would like, you know, like destroy it and rebuild it, make it perfect for the family. Less problematic, right? Like sometimes. A little bit less of a. (laughs) So this today is going to be the topic. This is This Life We Live in the Body Home Edition. (laughs) Katie is going to teach us. I don't know what to teach. Okay. I'm going to share gonna, my heart. We're going to talk about what housekeeping and taking care of your home teaches us about the gospel and what the gospel teaches us about taking care of our home and housekeeping. This is something that's really you're passionate about. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I do. I do love managing my home. I take great joy and pride in it. With all things, there's always uh, the fine line before you get into sinful tendencies of being prideful about my home, like how good it is, like how much better I am than you. Or um, And she really does mean me because if we're going to share <laughs> some... <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> some home stats. Like, <laughs> how many rooms of your house are clean right now? Right now, zero. Zero for me as well. Zero for me as well. <laughs> uh, but, you know, and just like with your body, you know, there's a fine line before you start, okay, you're taking care of your body. Okay, you're taking care of your body a little too much. You're a little bit out of balance. So there you're is too a, obsessed with it. You're not exercising eating as unto the Lord. You're doing it as unto yourself. Right, right. So so I think it, it, it's, it's very close in those two things, I feel like. Um, and then on the other end of uh, I'm not going to take care of my body at all. I can eat whatever I want. I'm going to do nothing. I'm just going to be lazy. Um, I think there's also a lot of homes like that. Well, like, well, I don't want to clean my house, or I don't care if there's food on the floor. I, I, um, I met this. I know this girl. She's a house cleaner, and so she cleans other people's houses. And then she's talking about her own house is so hard, and she has a policy. Well, if there's not maggots on it, it's not a big deal. And that was horrifying <laughs> to me because uh, she's cleaning the house, but like. So, like, I feel like that would be at the other end of also unhealthy. So, there's two extremes. And, like, apart from the gospel, apart from the God, you you can go easily from one extreme to the other. You can yo-yo back and forth. And we need the gospel to calibrate, like, what are we supposed to do? What is wrong and we should fix or we should, um, like, apply the gospel to and let it change our hearts so Mm -hmm. that our actions change and what parts do we need to let go of because they're actually an ungodly desire right right and like uh there's mary and martha right mary chose the right thing and sitting at jesus's feet and martha was busy in the kitchen i don't i think so depending on where your bent is you're gonna be like oh Martha was so wrong. Right. I want to be like Mary and then never get off your couch and never clean anything. Right. Because like, how dare I do something other than worship God? And I think that but, that would maybe be right. wrong. I am like Martha and I'm like, okay, yeah, but Martha was preparing food for all these people and she should have been. Like, I, I struggle yeah. with that. I struggle with that tension because I would be in the kitchen with Martha. I think it's very important to realize that it wasn't just the matter of resting that made Mary um, righteous. It was the fact that she was listening to Jesus. Yeah. And I think if you are on the lazy side, we'll just use me for simplicity's <laughs> sake. I am not spending all that time in sure. Bible study, you know? Mm-hmm. And so if you really were, 
doing all of your time in Bible study and your house was messy. I don't know. You might have a point there. Maybe you are the right thing to do, but that's really not what we're generally doing. We're wasting our time in other ways. and, mm-hmm. and Making stuff. excuses for it. Right. Sure, yeah. So let's talk first about, let's talk about the motivations. Like what are some good motivations mm-hmm. and what are some uh, like godly motivations and what are some like sinful motivations you know, like, how would you parse that for keeping your house clean? Is that, that's really sure. what we're talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, My husband, Joel, and I, we really have a high value of being hospitable. Mm-hmm. So, and we've talked about this several times, that we would always want our house to be a place that people would feel comfortable in. And I guess, so then I try to, like, what do I feel comfortable in And when I go to somebody else's house? So then that's my standard for cleanliness, right? And I think that, if your house is if your house is messy, it's hard to be hospitable. Like when someone drops by on, uh, as a surprise at yeah. my house, I of course welcome them in. I have to move stuff off the couch for them to yeah. sit down. Yeah. I have to like you know. So it's like I would be preoccupied mm-hmm. away from them if mm-hmm. they came to my house right. unannounced. Right. And then so yeah, yeah. So being hospitable is something that we value, and I think that's a godly thing. To We're called to be hospitable, yes. Yeah. And another one that I think of often is to be a good steward of the gifts God has given me. So um, he's given me a beautiful house. Um, he's given Joel and I the ability to have furniture in our house and some artwork on the walls. And those are things we spent money on. And I want to show that I can take good care of them because... Mm. How awful. I have this beautiful yellow chair. It is beautiful. <laughs> a beautiful yellow chair in my family room. And uh, I, I jokingly, I call it my throne. I never sit in it, actually. I like to sit across from it and look at it <laughs> when I'm in that room because I'm like, oh, look at that pretty chair. But it would be so foolish of me to let my children eat blueberries in that chair or to um, let them spill something on it. That would not be being a good steward of something in my house. I would want to take good care of it. Uh, When Joel and I were in our first home together, which was a one-bedroom apartment, I remember being on my hands and knees, washing the floors in the the kitchen, very tiny kitchen, didn't take very long, um, and thinking, you know, if God... If I want to be trusted with more, I need to be faithful with this small space that I have. Mm-hmm. And I just would I would think about that all the time as I would clean and just taking care of every square inch. I mean, I had no kids. I had lots of time mm-hmm. to, to really uh, take care of it. Because if I wanted to be trusted with more, I felt like I needed to show that I could handle a little. I can, mm-hmm. I can take care of this small space if I'd ever want to be able to have mm-hmm. a home. And so I kind of always think about that. If I want to have a new kitchen floor someday. I need to show that I can take care of this kitchen floor that I have now. That's I don't like, know if, the, is that biblical? Well, I think it, it talks about that being faithful with a little than in the faithful. That's a biblical concept. I think it's also showing gratitude and contentment for what you have, oh, though. Sure, yeah. You know, like, if uh, you are so preoccupied about what you want next, that you're not taking care of what you have currently, um, then you're not, you're not being content with what you have. Mm-hmm. And you need to show... You need to demonstrate to yourself and to in in you know your, to your children and everyone that like this is something God has given us and I'm grateful for it. It's a blessing, so I'm going to take yeah. care of it. Mm-hmm. And um and I think that's a good way to keep yourself from going too far to either end yeah. is really like just being grateful for the things that you have. Yeah. So those two, and then my third motivation, 
you have to correct me if it's wrong, <laughs> <laughs> um, is that when my husband comes home from work, Joel, Joel works, I stay home all day. I want him to come home and enjoy the space that he is in. I want it, you know, I, I think it was like, I was reading like an article from the 50s and it was like, you know, wash your kids' faces and, you know, make sure they're all clean when daddy comes home. And I was maybe going a little far, I'm not going to do that, but I get excited when Joel comes home and I can be like, hey, look, I did all this work in the dining room today. Can I show you what I did today? I like to show him my progress of things that I've done and I want him to feel... Um, not stressed when he comes home, you know, for relationships, for marriages that fail. There was one night that the husband decided that it was better to stay at work than to come home or better to stay somewhere else. And I would just hate for that. So I guess that's a different. I think a more, I think a more like maybe a more general way of saying it is you're trying to serve your family. Oh yeah. That's you know, like you're like you're taking care of them, you yes. know, it's making their to give them laundry, put, you know, yeah. have their laundry ready, having their sheets clean, having a bathroom that's clean, being with you is a way to love them. Yes. You know, you yeah. have to love them that way. And then it also kind of reminds me um, of <laughs> Adam and Eve in the garden when yeah. they are making man marks on the garden and excited to show God what they've done. Mm-hmm. There's just something like the way God built mm-hmm. us. Yeah. And if you that we would be proud in a, like a good way of the stuff that we've done and um if you are not proud or you feel ashamed of the way you've spent your day yeah. you're not going to be even if your husband is not bothered by the mess you're not going to be able to really um, serve him as well as you could if you were really happy. Yeah. This applies to almost everything. Like mm-hmm. I think about in a teaching children's ministry, like if you mail in your preparation, you are not excited to tell that lesson. It goes horribly. But if you have done your prep, you've got something exciting um, to show them, mm-hmm. and you're like going, guys, I'm so excited to tell you this story. It's just, it's just their hearts are open to it, right? Yeah. And so if you they want... See, they see your excitement and they're willing to listen. I'm like, wow, she's got something to say. Right. You know? I just think if mom is able to provide a, a home that's full of peace and calm um, because it's organized and clean, that's a really wonderful gift mm-hmm. to give to your children and to your husband. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to stop and remind people, <laughs> okay, before you get to, to become Pharisees, right? This is not something specific, okay? Mm-hmm. This is not about how often you clean out your refrigerator because you know what? Jesus was perfectly righteous, okay? You do not need to earn your salvation, okay? We're not talking about that. Mm-hmm. And if you're if there is some reason, if you're if you're listening and you're like, "But but but I'm a single mom and I can't do that or I don't have the ability or I don't have the time or I need help." Great. Okay, that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about if you have the ability to do this and you want to, you know, here's here's ways you can meditate and devote this time to God. Sometimes I, I really get annoyed when people take um, Proverbs 31 and they're like, oh, I hate that chapter. Oh, it makes me feel so guilty. You know, like, oh, thanks God for putting that chapter in. It, I don't, like, you're missing the point. Because I don't know any moms or wives that don't have to do some sort of housekeeping. You have, you're already doing some laundry. You're already doing some cleaning throughout the day. And the Proverbs 31 chapter is to say, God's saying, I care about that. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. If you're a working mom, I love that. That is something really cool. Like in Proverbs 31. She's he, a working mom. She's a working mom. Yeah. And, you know, so if you are a wife... 
You are doing something on that list and God's saying, I see it and I care about it. He's not saying, here's what you need to do. He's saying, I see you already doing this, Mm -hmm. you know? And so in that same way, we're trying to talk about being encouraged in the Lord, going about our everyday life, right? And so we talk about that with our weight loss Mm -hmm. and we're talking about our housekeeping. Like you're already doing it. You probably know what you should and shouldn't do. We're not saying we're not here to say this is how often you should wash your windows, right? Yeah. Katie would tell you if you asked her how often you. <laughs> Ooh, it's been a while. Since <laughs> she would she would have an opinion, but the but we're just trying to encourage you in the Lord that you can dedicate this portion of your life to yeah. Jesus and it not be a drudgery. It be something oh an act of worship. Oh for sure, absolutely, yeah. Because sometimes it can feel really boring and mundane Mm -hmm. and like repetitive right like you're doing the same thing over and over you finish the laundry there's more laundry you finish you clean the kitchen and then you have to clean it again and you have to clean again (laughs) yeah especially if you have small people that live in your house you know you clean the same mess up a million times a day Uh, this is this little um thing i'm gonna read is from risen motherhood um they have a chapter on the gospel in our mundane moments which if there ever is a mundane moment or mundane list of things it's it's house cleaning right right this spills over into our lives when we are tempted to believe that ditching today's mundane mundane need to change the diapers discipline the children feed the hungry answer emails wash dishes pay the bills and so on is frivolous work that is somehow beneath us we've stopped finding our identity in who we are image bearers of god and try to start seeing them in what we do we're always looking to do something fancy or more exciting so this is how we should be thinking when i roll laundry bundles bring in another week's of groceries put the baby's toys in the living room basket and wipe the table down for the umpteenth time i can remember that i image god and i as i bring order into my little corner of god's creation i don't always know how that image communicates the character of god to those around me but i trust that it does I trust that there is no mundane moment too small for God's glory to shine through it. Hey, amen. You know, like, and, and and thinking about how that applies to to weight loss. You know, you can make the right decision every day this week with your meals, and then you could have the same weight in a week. And it still matters because God, God cares. Because God matters. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, because sometimes we're so we get focused on the outside right i want the number on the scale i want the new size to you know i want this part of my body to look better or on the house side you know i want my house to look like an instagram photo i want to look like a magazine and when it doesn't we get frustrated like what's the point right because we want this big grandiose fancy external thing and god's saying please do not forget all the things i'm doing inside already right now so that's one of the things that housekeeping teaches us about the gospel. Or I mean, what would you say this the gospel teaching us about housekeeping, sort of? That, you know, when we stop putting our identity in it, then we can actually really enjoy it and mm-hmm. do it mm-hmm. do it for God. Yeah, yeah. One thing that, one interesting parallel that I think that housekeeping has with the weight loss stuff is the idea of work and rest. So often we get lazy. Okay, stop saying we. So often I get lazy (laughs) with my house because I feel like I'm avoiding some work, right? Like I'm not going to clean because I'm too tired or I I need a break. 
I am too busy. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Very, very similar topics. But like, you know, you, you're like, I just don't have time. I'm just going to not clean my kitchen, right? But then it really costs you more time in the long run so that the next time I have to get a bottle, I have to like quickly find one, hand wash sure, it. Yeah. Or like we're getting ready for church and we're like tripping over stuff and we can't find the shoes and we can't find the purse and we can't find this and, and then someone else's clothes aren't clean. And it's like all this stress, all this extra work. And if you are doing the work regularly and in in preparation, oh my goodness, so easy. Bottle, I've got one right here. Yeah. Shoes, those are in the shoe drawer. <laughs> Clothes, those are in the... Those are and, ironed and in the closet. And the actual work of housekeeping feels more like rest than the laziness of not housekeeping. Sure, yeah. And I, it, it really is, is a... Uh, paradigm shift to think of it that way. Okay. Um, you don't think... Th- I mean, my yeah. house is always caught up. Yeah. You know? And so it's... Um, it's it's not I hard. Think, it's, Sunday mornings aren't hard. Right. Because the sh- I know where the shoes are. I know what the outfits are. I know that everything's ironed and everything's clean. I'm not... I'm not throwing a curveball too often, except for this morning, Owen... Um, oh, said, he told me about this in Sunday school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he This is how he said it. Uh, we were late this morning because I was naughty. And I said, oh, no, what happened? I went outside with my Sunday shoes, and it was muddy. And now my mom has to clean my shoes. Yeah, he ran all the... <laughs> his feet were so dirty. And so he had told me I had to change his shoes, and that was a whole fiasco and stuff. Yeah, well, like, imagine if he had done that, and you everything was messy like it is at my house. I mean, it would be like... <laughs> You would still be on your way to church. <laughs> we would have never made it. Um, but, you know, just trusting God, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, the work is worth it. Mm-hmm. And that we'll be grateful that we did it in the future, you know? Yeah. I want to push back. It's not that much work. <laughs> you know, the work, it, yeah. it is worth it. It is worth it to do those, to take care of the dishes or whatever it is. I don't mm-hmm. care. And it doesn't, it's not going to take you as long as you think it is. Well, no, you're making the same point. The burden is light. The yoke is easy. It's not that hard, right? Mm -hmm. We put it up in our mind that it's going to be really hard. Oh, yeah. But, like, if we just gave it 15 minutes, we'd probably be halfway done and we'd just, like, finish it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. This is another part of this that the gospel applies to is we need to, when we look at our housekeeping, need to not strive to be perfect, Absolutely. or you can, you can try to be perfect, right? But you can't beat yourself up, punish yourself, and not start because you know you won't be perfect, yeah. right? Because we don't have to be perfect. No. Jesus is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's where the gospel applies. Yeah. That's, there's grace here, okay? We're just, if we adopt the gospel when we look at our homes, then we would walk freely in the good deeds that God has provided in advance for us to do and we would just do them with freedom and joy instead of being like oh the whole time you're cleaning this isn't good enough this isn't good enough this isn't good enough you know but so I mean that's part of how the gospel applies to the housekeeping it's so impossible you know and and part of being hospitable I want someone to feel comfortable in my house so if kids get the toys out I don't want my guests to feel like oh no we just ruined your perfectly clean house Mm -hmm. please yeah (laughs) there's toys around you know I think even with me, because I'm such a big um, Instagram user, I think, like, well, my throw pillows don't even match. 
my room very well so what's the point i'll just i just like put my laundry there it doesn't matter you know because like i'm i've got this sort of perfection perfectionist view but it's like super counterintuitive and honestly (laughs) i live in such a like kind of general messy house all the time that when it is clean say katie comes over and helps me clean it up I'm like, wow, this is such a nice house. I like it. It's so easy to walk through this room. <laughs> Whenever I clean my bedroom, I always make a huge deal about it. Oh, this is so luxurious. I love my bedroom. It's like a spa. <laughs> it's like a hotel. Yeah. So, you know, like you, it's just a lie that Satan's telling me. Oh, yeah. You know, like it's a lie. And, he, and it's, he's trying to trip me up. He wants my drive to church to be full of stress. Oh, yeah. He wants me to feel a little bit of constant hum of stress from how dirty and messy everything is and so i just need to like say hey shut up i have to do the right thing because i need to you know because jesus wants me to and he's gonna help me do it you know yeah i just want to say um jesus does care if your bed is made because he cares about all aspects of your life and yeah and it's an honor to you know, make the bed for my husband. Because he's often said, if you didn't do anything else in the house and you just made the bed, that would make me, that would feel so loved. And actually every, like if I go, I've gone a couple days without making the bed. And then whenever it is, he's like, hey, thank you so much for making the bed. I just love it so much. <laughs> for, for Eric, it's always um, sweeping under the dining room table. Yeah. This is, here's a little mini challenge. Go ahead and ask your husband what do you or your roommate or your roommate or your children or whoever you live with it, is there anything that you wish i did more of mm. or i did differently and i bet they have an answer you know if you open yourself up to it and he said i just really wish that you swept under the dining room it just really bothers me when there's crumbs under the table which there always is because i have a tiny baby and it's not that hard, and now I know what to prioritize, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it is a way to directly serve my husband. Yeah, so, yeah, glad and to how, know. How long does it take you to directly serve your husband by cleaning out from underneath the table? Yeah, with a vacuum cleaner, it's very easy. Yeah, it's, it's super easy. Making the bed, I timed it. It's a minute and a half. <laughs> Something else I think about. Um, I, I saw this on on Instagram from Risen Motherhood. That motherhood is hard, but so is the narrow road that leads to life. You know, there is, life is hard. Losing weight is hard. Maintaining your house, it is hard. But so is the narrow road that leads to life. You know, we we are not promised an easy, luxurious life. And you think if, if you think you're going to get that by laying on your couch all day and you're going to lose 100 pounds, mm-hmm. you're going to on your couch all day and have a perfectly clean house or clean mm-hmm. enough house, that's not how it works. Life yeah. is it's full of hard things. It's full of um, being willing to say no to yourself and say yes to what Jesus wants. They don't often tell you how hard it is. It is a phrase I hear a lot of from a lot of new moms. It is a phrase I've uttered a lot over the years too. Motherhood is gloriously satisfying some days, but it is also painful, relentless, and filled with defeat. We have wins and we have some losses. It's okay to be honest about both of them. For the Christian mom, this shouldn't be a surprise to us. Jesus calls us to take up our cross daily and follow him. We all have crosses to bear. Sometimes that cross is changing the bed sheets in the middle of the night again. Sometimes that cross is teaching them when you know it would be faster to do it yourself. Sometimes the cross is parent slash teacher conferences with a teacher who doesn't understand your child. 
Motherhood is filled with all these hard conversations, unexpected diagnoses, doctor's visits, milk spilled on the floor just after you cleaned it, and even a lack of gratitude for, uh, for all the sacrifice. But Jesus doesn't call us to do something without giving us grace to do it. Motherhood is hard, but so is the narrow road that leads to life. Motherhood is full of daily sacrifices, but being a Christian is a call to come and die so others might live. So you might feel like you don't have enough hands to fill the tiny to fill the tiny hands grabbing for more snacks while tying a shoe, but Jesus provides more grace than you lack. He provides patience to respond when the needs are endless. He provides energy when you can't do one more thing. He provides love when your heart is lacking. So it is hard. What, what was that? That's all from Risen Motherhood, their um, Instagram post. Mm, mm-hmm. Which they're a good follow. They often post good things. So it is hard. But Jesus Jesus is going to make it possible for us to do any of it, right? It is hard, and it's but it's also his mission and purpose mm-hmm. for us. You know, if he has placed something ahead of you, he's equipped you to handle it and to do it well as in unto him. And it's a holy calling. I I know that sometimes I have been guilty of taking my work and saying, well, that's for God. So Mm -hmm. it's most important. And and I um, remember talking to our mom and I said, you know, I'm too busy to do laundry and to clean my house because I've got my job. And I can't quit my job. That's what I'm called to do. And mom says, so wise, she said, but you are also called to do the laundry, you know, like that's also a holy calling. And again, don't get twisted. Don't change the narrative here. Don't hear what we are not saying. Don't hear what we're not saying. But if you know, if you are uh, called to do the laundry in your home, you can rest assured that it's a holy calling Mm -hmm. and that it's something that God cares about and that he wants you to do and that he will equip you to do. And so we can take all those lies about why it's not important or why it's too hard or why we hate it and say, that's not true. I'm going to retrain my thoughts. I'm going to make them obey Jesus and I'm going to, um, I'm going to honor God in this part of my life as well. Would you like to close us in prayer? Sure. Father God, thank you for caring about the details of our lives. Thank you for um, teaching us about order and about how you you created us to work and you created us to do things to bring yourself glory. Lord, I pray that we would take all aspects of our lives, all the spaces of our lives that we touch and that um, we have authority over, that we would use our hands and our hearts and our minds and our mouths to bring glory to you, Lord, that you would be made great in all things. We love you, Lord Jesus, for creating us this way. We love you, Lord Jesus, for for dying on the cross and for forgiving us of our sins, Lord. We praise you for being good. In Jesus' name, amen. So last week, uh, Sarah and I did a little bit of a follow-up on um, tracking our time. Mm-hmm. And you did that really well. Now, you are super, we said on the podcast, you're always productive and you're yeah. always doing the right thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm pretty much a perfect person. Uh, I did. I did enjoy. <laughs> I did enjoy it. It fed into my competitiveness, probably. But also, there were times when I was like, "Oh, I'm tired. I've had a pretty good day. I've got a half an hour before I need to start dinner." And then I was like, "Well, I'm tracking my time." And I was like, 
you probably have time to go upstairs and pick up the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And so then I was like, all right, I'll go do it. And so Mm -hmm. then I did it. And so I was surprised at how often I'm like, I think, oh, I don't have enough time to do that. And then really sitting down and thinking like, oh, you probably do have enough time. Yeah, I often find it's like if I ever think, well, let's just see how far I get. Yeah. You generally get it done. Yeah. Were you able to make sure that you weren't just being a Martha during the? Um... Yeah, yeah. I I I, uh, I did my um, my Bible study during it, and I was I listened to worship music all day when I'm doing my um, cleaning throughout the house, and I love that. And I can listen to uh, a good podcast too. Yeah. So yeah, maybe not. Oh, and then I I uh, try to do my prayer during rest time at the beginning of of the kids' nap time. So yeah. It went okay. It went okay. I got off of my routine this last week, so I'm looking forward to getting back on track this week. Right. Yeah, I think that the big thing for me is, like, I have a lot of plans of what I want to do during the day and making myself stop and say, I'm going to give time to God. Mm -hmm. Like, before I do anything else, Mm -hmm. I got to do that. Mm -hmm. That is very hard. It's very hard to do. It does not come easy. I'm always, I always enjoy it. I honestly really do enjoy it. It's yes, not like yes. a hard thing to do, but to, to slow down and be like, okay, let's, before, you know, before I start this task list or whatever, yeah. actually read God's word. And yeah. um, and it's just so calibrating. So, so helpful good. to see it in like a gospel way. We said you go either extreme. You can either go super lazy or go super idolatrous yeah. on a different way. And you need the gospel to calibrate and say, hey, what's really important here, yeah. right? Yeah. Because sometimes the right thing to do is rest. Sometimes the right thing to do is play um, blocks with your kid. Sometimes the right thing to do is clean the kitchen. Yeah. Sometimes the right thing to do is do a couple hours of work. Like, yeah. these are really hard decisions to make. And if you seek God first, he will help you make those yeah, decisions. Make decision. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. often it's going to be what you don't think it should be. Right. Yeah. It's the one you don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I don't want to do, like every single thing on that list. I don't want to do like there are times when I don't want to yeah, do those things. Yeah, yeah. And so it's not always easy. For sure. For sure. Do you have a housekeeping related challenge? Yeah, I guess mine would be make your bed every day. If you as soon as you get up before you go potty, <laughs> as soon as you get out of the bed, make your bed. Your bedroom already looks 50% better than it did. Mm-hmm. And then nobody's mad crawling into a made bed at night. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's a good one. So make your bed. It's a minute and a half. That's a really easy, I mean, really is easy. Yeah. Um, one thing that, okay, this is that this is the perfectionist side of me and my yo-yoing. Yeah. Like I have this really decorative like bed pillow yeah, situation yeah. and like, and for a while, when when Lucy was just born, I just said, you know what? I can't handle doing the pillows all the way on everything. We're just going to do the blanket and, like, make it, but not, like, yeah. you know, like, got rid decorative. of my decorative. Yeah, pillow. yeah, sure. And I was like, you know what? That's okay. Because yeah. it <laughs> doesn't nope. have to be – no one else has to see it. No, <laughs> you know what no, I mean? Like, yeah. you just have to do what is yeah. right. You don't have to do what is popular or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that might be a – a grace-based approach for someone. If you are struggling to make your bed, just try making your bed. Stop decorating. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's a me thing or. No, I thing. think so. I've been been trying to have the boys take care of their own toys uh, from our family room, playroom, and so I have them do it. So right now, I oh. know they're not in the right boxes at all, and so it's kind of like okay, but they're learning how to take care of their own toys. So yeah. you know, it's like a, an adjustment. I have that same 
my same struggle this week with um, Addie's toys is like it was getting disorganized from the way I would do them. I would do them, right? (laughs) And um, but I was like, they're sort of like, do you want it done or do you want it per? You know, like you're not going to get it perfect, right? Like, so you want it done or not? Like, yeah, yeah. You want it perfect, your kids are going to be out of the house. Yeah, (laughs) be a lot easier to keep up. As well, mom doesn't have kids out of the house yet, but when you go to mom's house, it's always always looks great. Yeah, but like, I guess your time does really open up when you don't have little ones. When you don't have little ones. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our This Life We Live in the Body home edition. If you do uh, have other topics, we'd love to hear them. We we will continue talking about weight loss and stuff, but it was just something that Katie and I had been talking back and forth. I was like, hey, that applies. That applies to that, too. So who knew the gospel applies to so many different things? Could it apply, Becky? (laughs) To all. I do do think that's a (laughs) definite possibility. (laughs) i'd like to do our credits now this podcast was edited by sarah dubois she does a great job editing our podcast she's our podcast editor i really appreciate it katie i put you down as talent recruitment oh thank you or executive producer how about that Uh, (laughs) and then our lovely bumper piano music is played by our little brother David Dubois who is very talented and he and I have a pact that if one of us gets famous we're taking the other with us so (laughs) publishing his his lovely music on our podcast and I am Becky Watson the boss because I'm the oldest sister (laughs) please follow us on Instagram a little bit please follow us on (laughs) here I'm going to be bossing other people around follow us on Instagram and Facebook and and we love hearing from everyone when they just if they're listening that just makes us feel so honored and humbled for sure we pray for you by name and in the meantime keep your eyes on jesus because he's the author and perfecter of our faith you're a beautiful darling there is no flaw in you